Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Say, Father, Father, I declare, declare, my heart is open, my My mind is ready to receive with humility humility. your word that is able to change my life. Say, I'll be blessed, I'll be empowered, I'll be transformed by the word of God. And I declare, surely my life will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ, somebody shout a big amen. Give a clap of unto the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Glory to Jesus. Kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Welcome to day number one of our Kingdom Finance Convention. Glory to Jesus. And one of the things I want to assure you of is that God has prosperity in store for you. Will you lift up your right hand everywhere and say, I will prosper. Say, I am prosperous. And so therefore... I will prosper. Say, I am prosperous. So therefore, I will prosper. Hallelujah. You know, you can be prosperous without prospering. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. But if you stick with God as he has made you prosperous, eventually you will prosper. Are we together? The Bible tells us in the book of uh, Genesis chapter number 39, you read from the verse number 2 to the verse number 3, that even though Joseph was a prisoner, the Bible says God made him prosperous. He was prosperous even though he was a slave. So prosperity, uh, or in, in a certain sense, is really not about the material possessions that you are having, but it's a certain state of being. It's a certain state of being. If you are not in that state, no matter what you acquire physically, you are going to lose it. So you need to be prosperous to become prosperous. Hallelujah. You need to what? Be prosperous to become prosperous. Hallelujah. So tonight I want to share with you on a subject I've det- I've, I've just, it's just a single word, becoming. Becoming. You can add the rest. Maybe yours is to become rich. Maybe yours is to become wealthy. Maybe yours is to become a millionaire. Maybe yours is to become a billionaire. So I cannot finish the title of the message for you. I want you to finish the title of the message yourself. Now what is somebody over here becoming? What are you becoming? Come on, state it and declare it into the atmosphere. Maybe you are becoming an owner of story buildings all over the world. Maybe you are becoming a kingdom financier without repentance. Maybe you are becoming a buyer of cities. Maybe you are becoming a builder of houses. Maybe you are becoming a builder of cities. But whatever your faith is declaring, may God give it to you. I said, may God give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, in the prosperity plan of God, there really is no limits. 
It is difficult to describe uh, every one of us as being prosperous at the same level because there's no limit. And the dimensions are different for each person. Are you understanding me? Somebody may be a billionaire in Ghana cities. God can also make another person a billionaire in dollars. Are you understanding me? Yes. If you are having uh, uh, Ghana cities in America, really it has no value. It has no value. Glory to Jesus Christ. So you need to look at it from a more spiritual perspective. When we talk about riches, we talk about prosperity, we are not really talking about money, paper money as, we are, as many people think. When we talk about being rich, it is not about paper money. In fact, when you look at it very carefully, the paper money that we are having is actually a, 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 a trap for the poor. It's a trap for the poor. The fiscal money that we have been looking at, it really doesn't even exist. Money does not exist. Money does not exist. Money is just an idea. Glory to Jesus. It's just an idea. It's just a concept. So, let's say, you know, Bakamas Nation, we decide to give value to uh, uh, this white handkerchief. We can use it as money over here. I, are, we, are we together? Because it is an idea that we have developed that are these white envelopes, they carry a certain spiritual substance. So, I need your car. I have my white, my, that's your handkerchief. Glory, glory to Jesus. I have my white handkerchief. Let me exchange it for your car. This becomes money. Are we together? So it really is not anything that exists. The, the riches and the prosperity that we are looking for, it should be a spiritual substance that is imparted into our spirits and into our souls. And this is also very uh, uh, vital in our understanding because, like I said earlier, if you have Ghana cities, if you leave Ghana, that money, no matter how, how high the value is in Ghana, it has no value anywhere else. If you have 1,000 Ghana cities, maybe in, 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 in 10 Ghana city denominations, and you go to Togo, can you do, what can you do with it in Togo? Except you go to a forest bureau where there, there's an exchange. Are we together? So, it must be something that is deeper. If you are going to be truly prosperous, and you are going to be truly rich, something must be in your spirit that you receive that can attract material things to you. That will bring establishment. In that dimension, it does not even matter whether you are in the U.S., you are in Ghana, you are in U.K., wherever you are, the spirit works, the grace works, that, that anointing, that spiritual capacity begins to produce results. Glory to Jesus Christ. I wish I'll have time to be able to share it with you in the scriptures tonight. But tonight, I just want to share with you a few words and then we pray. Glory to the name of the Lord. I don't want to load you too much uh, each night. I want you to have a certain capacity, a certain, uh, a certain capsule of knowledge that you can go and meditate on. That you can go and meditate on. The reason why many of God's children, we are not seeing the manifestation of God's word in our lives, is because we are not able to meditate on the word of God. For instance, last night I started breaking down, from, uh, in, 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 uh, bringing to you the knowledge of spiritual directions. Amen and amen. Or prophetic directions. Now, how many of us are going to read even the, our notes? How many of us have gone back to the scriptures to go and see whether what the man of God said is they are true or not? How many of us have meditated upon it? Are you understanding me? So, it's as though day in day out we are receiving new knowledge, new information, and we talk about possessing our promised land. But unfortunately, we go and we come year after year, finance convention after finance convention, and some still don't see a change in their lives. And they don't see a manifestation in their lives. Is it that the word of God is not true? Is it that we are preaching a lie? Is it that we are believing a lie? 
I don't think so because the same lie that we are preaching, others are, are, are manifesting it. Glory to Jesus Christ. And the difference over here is because some meditate on the word of God and others don't. Others don't. Others don't. Joshua chapter 1, the verse number 8. Joshua chapter number 1, the verse number 8. Glory to Jesus, my goodness. By the time we are done, God is going to be so, is going to so prosper you. Your business is going to see the next level. Your life is going to see a higher dimension of manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. Joshua chapter number 1, the verse number 8. The Bible tells us that God gave a word to Joshua when Joshua had become a leader. And the man was wondering, that how am I going to become successful? Is there anybody here you wonder sometimes, you think about this, how am I going to become successful? How am I going to do well in life? How is my life going to make a difference? Well, you are not the first person. Joshua was also wondering about it. If I were start reading from the verse number 2 downwards, you realize that he had just taken over from Moses, a mighty general of God, a mighty prophet of God, a great leader. And he was supposed to feel in the shoes of this great man of God. So he was in a dilemma. I, I, God did not appear to me in a burning bush like he appeared to Moses. God did not divide a, a Red Sea for me like he divided for Moses. Uh, there are things that Moses did that caused him to become fearful before the people. I have not even seen a quarter. How am I going to be somebody who will be uh, good enough to fit in his shoes? And God begins to speak to him and tells him that he should be strong and be very courageous. So that is the first thing. Have the capacity to believe. Have the audacity to believe. Have a certain tenacity to have a certain expectation of yourself that something great can come out of your life. And then he takes him to the next step, which is in the verse number 8. And he shows him pragmatically what he needs to do. What is there? He said, the book, this book of the law. The Lord that Moses had given, the instructions, we contain the promises of God. We contain the directions of God. We contain the covenants of God. We contain the laws of God. He said, this is the book I am talking about. This book shall not do us depart from where? From where? So he was telling him that there's, there's a procedure to your prosperity. And he said that this book shall not depart out of your mouth. But what will you do next? Uh-huh. You do what? You do what? No, 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 no. I think he's mistaken. I want to be a great leader. I want to be, I want to equal myself to a mighty prophet. Somebody who could hear from God. Who could adjudicate cases for millions, about not less than two million people. Somebody who could divide the, uh, uh, the, the people into segments and give instructions. Come on, you should tell me that I should be going to the university to go and learn uh, the, the principles of uh, administration. Hallelujah. I should go and learn BSc business administration or MSc business administration or go and do a PhD in people management. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. But what is the instructions that he gives? He says that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. How often? Day and night. My goodness. You are not even leaving the night for me to go to the game and now use the day to meditate. Or vice versa. So he's showing him that the ways of God are not the ways of men. How God expects us to prosper. How God expects you and I to do well is not like... So some people are angry. 
You know, today, one dear lady called me, and uh, she was telling me about somebody who was shouting at her for coming to church over here. <laughs> amen and amen. And saying that we had to be... Sorry. Glory to Jesus Christ. Now, what is Sunsum? Uh, spirit, eh? That all churches are Sunsum. Sorry. <laughs> Glory to the name of Jesus Christ. And he said that, what would the church do for you? Would the church give you a place to stay? Would the church give you food to eat? Are you understanding me? Because they think that they are doing well out of the, the, the power of their own strength. But God is telling us that how He intends to prosper us is different from the ways of this world. He said, you shall meditate therein day and night. And what will you do? You may do what? Observe to do according to all that is written in it. So, Look, look at You see three principles over here. Number one, it shall not depart out of what? Confession. Confession. Remember, we were talking about as to Lord. We spoke about the principle of confession, the faith confessions, declaring of the word of God. And then number two, what are you talking about? Meditation. Meditation. And then number three, what are you talk about? Observe to do it. Actions of faith. Steps of faith. Doing what is in line with the word of God. Can I ask the question, how many areas of your life are in line with the word of God? And how much of God's word have you done today? How much of God's word have you done today? He said that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, what will happen to you? Come on, talk to me. What will happen to you? Come on, speak louder. You will make your way what? You will make your way prosperous. But I told you, he was talking about people whom God has already prospered. But he's telling them that there is a, a way of becoming. You will now begin to navigate yourself into your prosperity. You begin to bring yourself into an expression. And that is what our Christian work is about. Finding expression. Finding expression to what God has placed in our spirit. Finding expression to what God has said in the spirit concerning us. So he said that you will make your way prosperous. And what will happen to you? What will you get? You are what? You have good success. What the man is looking for. What the man has been praying about. What he was worried about. Listen, the Bible says that the same thing that was written to them are also for an example to us. So it means that this scripture does not only apply to Joshua, but it applies to Samuel. It applies to Ruth. It applies to Christiana. It applies to Blessing. It applies to Ebenezer. It applies to us as well. Glory to Jesus Christ. So God has a word concerning prosperity. God has a word concerning our finances. The word of God speaks to every single area of our lives. And every expectation that we have of any and every area of our life, we can find it from the scriptures. We can find it from the word of God. Earlier today I was listening to one man of God, maybe I will share it on uh, one of our pages. And uh, he was telling, he was, he was preaching in a certain congregation. And he said that God spoke to him that in this end time church, what God is doing in this class is, is that he's raising three categories of people. 
Number one, there are those whom God is sending as apostolic missionaries who are going to be preaching the word of the, the, the gospel of the kingdom, going from nation to nation, from place to place, establishing the message, the gospel of the kingdom of God and our Christ coming. So those are the preachers. Those are the people God is sending with a message to go and speak to the nations of the world that this is what I am doing in such a time as this. And then he said that God is also raising people who will be at the altar. There are those who are going to be praying, called to intercession. He said that God said that the missionaries and the apostles, they will not be successful except these people at the altar. They are the ones that nobody sees. They are the ones that nobody hears about. Nobody knows them as man of God or woman of God. But if the church of Colossus is going to be successful, there must be an Epaphras praying. Glory to Jesus Christ. So God was raising people who will be on their knees. They will not go and take nations by becoming a big name, like, oh, uh, Pastor Craze, all over the place. No, but there will be people who will be taking nations on their knees. He even said something that was very remarkable. He said, God told him that don't go anywhere. If you go to a place that the intercessors have not conquered in the prayer, you go there, you know, succeed. So, some of the big names that we are seeing, really, the reason for their success is because God has raised a generation of people who are behind the veil, who are interceding day and night, calling on God that let the nations come to Jesus. And so you see, some of these people come online and they, are, uh, they begin to gather masses, they begin to speak to tens of thousands of people. Why? Because somebody has gone on their knees and has prayed and conquered the hearts of these tens of thousands of people to receive the gospel. Oh, I think it's a good point to clap. Let's tell you something. You need to learn to appreciate revelation. Do you, did you know this? Is it, is, it, is it blessing you? How do you appreciate God for that? Clap. Be, be, be quick to clap. Don't, be quick to clap. Don't let the, the, the air condition for your clapping. Amen. And then he said, God was also raising a third category of people who are the financiers. Who are the financiers? The apostolic missionary cannot go and buy the airplane ticket except the financiers provide the money. Look, if the money disappears or the financiers disappears, or the air condition will disappear. The movie head will disappear. The microphone will disappear. The TVs will disappear. Are you understanding me? So, it is a triangle of ministry. It's a triangle that God has raised. They are the intercessors. They are those whom God is using as the face of the church in this empire. And they are those God is raising to become financiers. To become those who push the gospel with their bodies. And I pray that you are going to be one of them. I said, I pray that you are going to be one of them. So, tonight, I am on the financiers leg of the triangle. Glory to Jesus. And that is what God is doing. So he's speaking in these end times, talking about kingdom finances and how he's shifting wealth. He's causing that to be a wealth transfer. So in these end times, if we are going to be properly positioned in the prophetic calendar of God, one of the things that we need to be expected is wealth transfer. A transfer of the wealth of the nations to the church. A transfer of the wealth of the nations to the people of God. I don't know whether you are part of the people of God. I'm talking about some strange people. I'm talking about some poor people in this room. God is working on transferring finances to you. Oh, I don't think, I think, I think I should go back to my office and then go and continue studying. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen, I want you to be excited. I want you to get, let's get involved right here. Amen and amen. I say amen and amen. 
Of this same message I'm preaching to you, I want to preach it in, 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 in Kumasi, and the whole congregation were all standing. <laughs> Glory to you. I stood and I preached for three hours. I was speaking for three hours. By the time I finished, I realized it was past 10 p.m. I took the microphone a few minutes to seven. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. And I, I was speaking and speaking. Ministrations here and there, but I was talking and talking and talking. And when I, it was somewhere past ten, and I was like, I said, Pastor, continue preaching. My goodness, my goodness. Glory to Jesus. And they, they nearly undressed me. I'm telling you. So your heart must be open and you must. You, <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus Christ. When I, I was the final ministration for the day, I said, Now, whatever you want from me, take it from me. I, did, I said, take, I didn't say come and take. They came and come and. But my shirt was open, my singlet was. I was my buttons were all over the place. <laughs> glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll say you. <laughs> if I, everything I brought, I'm taking it back to my hands. <laughs> amen and amen. Ha! They were on their feet. It was as though I was, I was teaching them about kingdom prosperity. Kingdom prosperity. There were people started dropping their watches, their phones. And people were dropping. Somebody said, if I brought a car, I would have given the car. Glory to Jesus. Something was flowing like that. Uh, amen. Something was flowing like that. But in my fear, he's, 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 he's busily driving his, uh, his bicycle. <laughs> Somebody give a clap of praise to the Lord. <laughs> amen and amen. Oh, glory. God is going to prosper somebody. I said, God is going to prosper somebody. If you are the one, let the amen sound like thunder. Hallelujah. So God wants to do something about your financial situation. Now, tonight I'm just going to share with you some three points, uh, or four points, that I believe that God is going to use to help you to become. In the book of Job, chapter number 8, the verse number 7, that's my point number 1. God can change your financial situation. The Bible says that though your beginning was small, yet your latter end will increase abundantly. Oh, somebody, uh, I wish you can see this is the voice of God. He said, though your beginning, though your presence looks as though you don't have much, you don't have much abundance, you don't have much supplies, you don't have much materials, but here I wish somebody would open up their hearts and be hungry and say, that, Lord, did you say this about me? I take it in the name of Jesus. We are not hungry enough. Overcomers, we are not hungry enough. We are not hungry enough. We are not hungry now. We need to jump at certain words. But you are busy being a lady and me a gentleman. And if the lady is who you are sitting about some on some three billion billion dollars, I would understand you. But as you are here, your level must change and you will not get aggressive to go and say, Look at the blind man. And I was like, when they said come, he, he got he didn't ask us what did he say? <laughs> He didn't have, even if the message was wrong, you know, he, uh, it had to be right. He took off his garment, ran to him. Where was he running? A blind man. Which direction was he going in? You are not getting me. You are not getting me. The man, he, he can't see before his soul. You need to have a certain hunger. Look, uh, because Ruth is sitting beside uh, Joseph, so she's shy, and so she cannot receive it. And, uh, hey, sister. <laughs> he's fighting his fight. You better fight your own. I say, you better what? Fight your own. 
Get hungry and receive. Look at such a scripture. My goodness. When I, when I see some of these things, I'm stirred up. Look at what he said. He said, go, my goodness. Your beginning was small, was limited. My God. So that means that to God, your, your, where you are now doesn't matter. Oh. Where you are now, it's not what he's looking at. Oh, Jagadagaya. He's looking at your latter end. I said, he's looking at your latter end. What, what does will increase abundantly? King James says, greatly increase. What does it look like to you? So, though your beginning, let's, say, let's take it in the area of transportation. <laughs> your beginning was small. Some of us, for us to get to church today, our, our present beginning, we needed just some five Ghana cities to get here. Because we have to board a certain trotro or something. <laughs> That's your beginning. But very soon, when you are coming to church, you have to spend about 200 cities on four. And it will not be a problem. Oh. I, I want you to see yourself in the scriptures. Do your beginning. I said, do your beginning. You know, like when you were, let's go in the area of clothes. When you were coming, it wasn't difficult for you to come. Because when you were dressed, everything was simple. Do I? It wasn't simple. Everything was one, 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 one. Whether you come, you don't have to think. You know what you are going to wear. <laughs> do your beginning was. <laughs> I said, do your beginning was what? I said, do your beginning was small. By your latter end, you need to start fasting and praying. Which of the shoes is the Holy Ghost saying I should wear today? Though your beginning was small, I want you to see, this is talking about present and future. It's talking about a change of levels, a change of situations, a change of dimensions. Tonight, I came here with a prophetic word for somebody over here. If you can only receive it, though you are in a certain state right now, it's not a state that anybody respects. It's not a state that you can boast of a lot of things. But the Lord says that there is a latter end. There is a latter end. There is a latter end. I said there is a latter end. Right now there are some things you cannot do. Your capacity is not at that level. Though your beginning was small. I said, do your beginning was small. I said, do your beginning was small. I am seeing a latter end coming. I said, I'm seeing a latter end coming. Better is the end of a matter. I said, better is the end of a matter. I said, better is the end of a matter. The matter concerning Esther. The matter concerning Julius. Better is the end of the matter than the beginning thereof. Today you are weak, but I see strength coming to you. Today it looks as though you are poor, but I see abundance coming your way. Today you are even wondering where will I stay but I see God bringing you into a place of complexes and houses though your beginning was small your latter end I say your latter end I say your latter end will greatly increase if you believe you are the one God is speaking to give the Lord some praise and give him some glory oh tell a friend beside you tell the person neighbor oh tell the person my level is changing be careful how he's with me today because tomorrow about this time very soon you need an appointment hey tell another person tell the person neighbor today better save my personal number ah because tomorrow about this time you'll be talking to my secretary oh come on come on come on come on come on Come on, da da da, bullshit time.
the other day. And it's not an insult. You see, great people understand how communications are done. Have you realized that whenever you go to a, a chief's palace, they say that speak to the linguist. Oh, is it? <laughs> and so the, the, the great people when they speak. So this is amazing. You speak your linguist to talk to the person's language, and the linguist talks to the person's skin. Oh, you see, they understand the language of great people. They understand. You see, when you are a king, you you don't pray like ordinary people. You see, it's because you are poor. That's why he said, he didn't come and see me. <laughs> he didn't come and... No, 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 no. The other day, I heard Pastor Chris sharing a, 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 a word. And he said that uh, Archbishop Benson, the host of Blessed Memory, he sent a message for him. And Pastor Chris was... So, he sent somebody to go and tell uh, Pastor Chris to come and see him. And Pastor Chris could not believe that he was the one that he was calling. So, do you know what Pastor Chris also do? He also sent somebody to go and ask whether... <laughs> it is really you see great people are communicating me when I heard it I was angry I was like Pastor Chris you don't respect Archbishop Benson the outside is calling you and you are letting somebody else go no 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 but when I grew up I saw that it was the language of great people they understand themselves are you understanding me? You better start changing your friends too. Hey, if they will not rise up to your level, start communicating with great people. Greatness works with great. Ay, 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 ay. Show me your friend. I will show you know your character. I will show you your future. Oh my God. The Bible says, He that works with the wise. Oh my God. Listen to me. Do your beginnings. It's not appreciable. Though it looks like now, when they are counting you, they can finish counting you. In less than one second, they say one. And then I say, oh, my God, my God, my God. But one of these days, one of these days, when you go to a bank, they will sack everybody else. Because they have to take time and attend to you. Pastor, they will give a testimony once. And he kept confessing when his beginning was small. That one of these days he'll go to bank and they'll shut down the bank for him. He said he go to and it happened. Three days they were attending to the money that were brought. That the, the bank could not finish counting the money one day. Though your beginning was small. I said, though your beginning was small. Today, don't be looking at yourself, looking at your salary, and be thinking that there is no future for you. Look at that scripture. Job chapter 8, verse 7. Do your beginning. Oh. And now when you look, the only car you can see in your, in your beginning is a toy car. <laughs> it's the one that you push. Push. Or Kongo car. How many of you know what Kongo car is? Hey, the one that will, will take sardine or, and will put some fruits and asparagus and that will be so your beginning was small I said though your beginning was small I said though your beginning was small I said though your beginning was small you see so God can change your level God can change your level and that is how God wants us to see it okay don't get wrapped by the color and the picture of your present look into the future that is where God wants to send you to. Sit down, give God some praise. So, God will meet you at your presence, but He will not leave you there. 
He will not leave you there. He can change your situation. And in this case, I am talking about your financial situation. And so I'll be sharing with you scriptures that relate to finances and how, what God did about their situation. Look at, uh, well, we, we cannot talk about finances without talking about Abraham. The man has become a brand. He has become a brand that is associated with wealth and abundance. You cannot talk about faith without talking about Abraham. He has become a, a brand that represents faith. Are you understanding me? What do you represent? When people look at you, when people mention your name, what comes to their mind? What do you represent? You need to work on building a name for yourself. A brand. There must be an identity that you work with. And you must produce it by the Spirit of God. You must produce it by the Spirit of God. That Lord, this is what your word has spoken that I should be. And so, in the next four years, this is how I want my life to be. Some of us don't have visions concerning our financial future. We are just saying that, Lord, I want to be rich. Lord, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. That is not a prayer. That's not a prayer. You are just, you are just, you are just showing that you, you are not even mature yet. You don't know what you actually want. In the next four years, what do you want to see? It must be specific. You must have a picture of it. it, may, it and it will always be lower than what God has for you. But at least it's a start for God to start working with the division. Oh, in the next four years, I won't have my own house. I'm going to have my own house. I'm going to have my car. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. My account balance is not going to be lower than this. What is the vision? From now to next year, finance convention. What is the vision? We must work on the vision of what we want to become. Though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Now, let's talk about Abraham. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number 13, the verse number 1 and the verse number 2. I'm reading from the NIV version of the Holy Bible. The Bible says, So Abraham went up from Egypt to the Negev. Remember, in chapter number 12, God had appeared to him and told him to leave his father's house. The Bible tells us the first place God sent him to is in Egypt. God is amazing. You see, if you obey God, things will happen. He took him to Egypt, and that is where he went to first lie that his wife was his sister. The Bible is now telling us that after he was leaving Egypt, he went to Negev with his wife and everything that he had, meaning the man now had some things. Everything that he had and lost with him. Now the verse number two is my focus. The Bible says Abraham had become very wealthy in livestock and in silver and in gold. He had what? Become. Meaning, that was not how he started. I'm talking to somebody over here. Father Abraham, that we often uh, equate to the picture of wealth and abundance, he became. He started from somewhere, and God took him to what he became. There is a principle of becoming. I see God causing you to become. Become the picture of his word. I said, I see God causing you to become. Oh, I wish I could get somebody's faith over here. That means that now you are not what you are seeing. You are not the picture of prosperity, but you can become. And God can take you through a process, gradually raising your finances to the point where you have become the picture of wealth and abundance. Look, there are three dimensions of life. There's a dimension of poverty. There's a dimension of riches. And then there's a dimension of wealth. God doesn't want us to become rich. He wants us to become wealthy. He wants us to become wealthy. Riches is 
for those who are always thinking of, 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 of life and prosperity in monetary terms. So they're always thinking about how much money is in their accounts. But wealthy people are looking at assets. They are looking at properties. Look, there's a, a level of financial increase where you're, you are not quantified by money. You are quantified by resources. You are quantified by resources. It's not now about how much money you are making, but how much resources are at your disposal. Some, I wish I, I, it looks like I'm not talking to the right class. I think maybe some of these meetings I should just have it as a special small group. Because then I, I, I know I'm talking to people who are going to. I, are you sure I'm, I'm, I'm in the right place? Yes. I, I, I missed my way to church. <laughs> amen and amen. Maybe I met some people who are pseudo protocol and then they led me somewhere. Amen and amen. Glory to Jesus. God does not want us to be rich. He wants us to be wealthy. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse number 18. He said, you remember the Lord that God for it is he that give the power to what? Get wealth. Power to become wealthy. Wealth is different from riches. Listen, I wish you would listen to me and focus on what I'm saying. But that is how we miss the visitations. When we don't hear and the word does not enter into our spirits. By the time we leave here, you should have at least four major points that you are going to build your life and your faith around. Do you understand me? I said, do you understand me? Are, are you sure you understand me? Listen, I didn't come to do a revival. Though. I didn't come to do... No, no, no. I, I didn't come to display. My heart is to raise the financiers in the, in, in, in the, the, the wealthy people in the financiers portion of the triangle. And you only become by what you hear. Christianity is about transformation. The Bible says that as we behold with an open face, as in a glass, or as in the mirror, the glory of God, we are changed, or we are transformed, or we are metamorphosed into that same image. So if you are, you are walking with God and you are not changing, then your, 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 your faith is not producing results. That means that your Christianity is not working. Your Christianity is not working. You are supposed to see changes. And one of the areas you are supposed to see changes is in, is in your finances. Listen, if we don't become financially buoyant, we'll become the laughing stock of this world. We'll become the laughing stock of this world. If we don't increase capacity in wealth, the whole world will mock us. Are you understanding me? What gives you a voice in, in any city? Number one, your money. Number two, the number of people you control. So any church that is going to do very well, is going to become a voice in any city or in any nation. Number one, their finances. How much money is in that church? Number two, the number of people. And you know that, in, 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 interestingly, the word wealth also means abundance of people. It also means masses of people. Well, look it up, Nabi, in the Hebrew. It also means a mass, a host. So, for the church of God to become respected and respectable, we need to control wealth. And I wish I can get some three people who will be serious that God, these words from the scriptures must become my manifestation. Why? I want to let my light shine so men will see your glory in me. That is it. It's not to boast. It's not for a name for yourself. But that the world will see Jesus through you. And one of the ways they see Jesus is through the transformation that comes into your life. You know the number of times they laugh at us when we are walking down the streets. 
and then we are coming to church. And say, look at these people. They, they don't go and think about themselves. They will, every day they are in church. Every day they are in church. From morning to evening, morning to evening. Listen, they are laughing at us. They are laughing at us. But today I want somebody to get angry. Get angry that, Lord, something must change in my life. Something must be, that I must see a transformation. Are you understanding me? And for some of us to thank God, we are seeing some transformation, but it's not enough. It's too slow. It's not fast enough. Are you understanding me? Because Jesus is coming soon. So we need to see the transformations faster. And those who are going to be transformed are those who are going to be looking into the perfect law of liberty with intensity. With intensity. Listen, we are in a day where everything is moving fast. And so if you also don't change levels quick enough, oh, now you start getting some 10,000 and then you think you are there. You are not anywhere. Gradually, 10,000 is becoming no money. And I can burst about 15,000, I have 20,000. Gradually, all of that is not becoming no money. No, look at the cost of cars. Look at the cost of lands. Look at the cost of things. And it's changing very rapidly. So, if you are also going to function by the tangent of spiritology, you must also get to a place of hate in the spirit and begin to move quickly into the realm of manifesting the words of scripture quicker. Oh, gradually, gradually. In his time, he makes everything beautiful. It's not my time yet. So, it is true, but it can also be faster. I said it can also be faster. Did you hear something like hasten the word to perform? Did you hear something? Have you heard something like that? He will hasten his word to perform it. So there's a place where there's a performance of the word, but there's also another dimension where the word can be hastened. <laughs> the word can be hastened. I, I don't know. I wish I'm, I, I could get some one person who I, I can communicate with tonight. Abraham became your process of becoming. This word is a word of assurance. It means that your great future is already assured. The only challenge is the becoming process. It means that when we are talking about financial prosperity, it is no God is picking some people to make them prosperous. If you are in the church, every one of us is in that bracket. We are part of that it's not even a prayer topic. Father, make me rich and wealthy. Father, give me a destiny of prosperity. It's not a prayer. It is something that has already been established. But the becoming, the process, the, the, the challenge is in the becoming, the becoming. And I pray that today, let the winds of God begin to hasten and speed up your becoming process. And Abraham became, meaning even the father of faith, he had to become. Look at Isaac. Isaac also, glory to Jesus. If I, before we go to Isaac, let's finish with Abraham. Genesis chapter 24, verse, uh, did I finish reading uh, verse 2 of Genesis 13? He became wealthy in livestock and silver and in gold. Genesis 24, 25. Look at what the servants of Abraham said concerning him. He said, the Lord has blessed my master greatly and he has what become wealthy king james says he has become great and he has given him flocks and heads silver gold male female servants camels and donkeys 
Listen to me. Our father is a rich God. Though. The Bible said that the, 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 the cattle upon a thousand hills, they belong to him. And when, we, when God is talking about cattle, or Bible is talking about cattle, he's not talking about meat. Cattle is one of the biblical representations of wealth. That's why the Bible says Abraham became what? Rich in what? Cattle. So, when God says that he's at the cattle of a thousand hills, they belong to him, he's actually talking about wealth. He's talking about wealth. Our God is a God of wealth. Abundance of resources. And that is what happened to Abraham. He said, and my master, I have blessed my master greatly, and he has become great. That word great is uh, in New King James is what we read as wealthy. And he has given him flocks and heads and silver and gold. Do you see? Most of the time, do you realize that we all, often talk about silver and gold before we even talk about other things? But in the eyes of God, things, all of them are like equal. They are at a certain level together. Flocks and heads and silver and gold. Men's servants and men's servants, camels and asses. This is becoming somebody's story. Amen. I said, this is becoming your story. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look at Isaac. Genesis 26. Genesis 26. Glory to Jesus Christ. You read from the verse number 12 to the verse number 14. The Bible says, Isaac sold in the land and he received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord did what? Blessed him. Genesis 24, 35. And the Lord bless, has blessed my master greatly and he has become worthy. Look at what happens in the verse number 13. And the man was great. He went forward. He grew until he became what? Very great. Until he did what? Until he, he did what? He became. He became. He became. So even though his father was wealthy, he also didn't start with wealth. He also had to become. He also had to become. So, that for me, isn't that, uh, uh, doesn't that give you hope? That's, maybe somebody may think that oh, because I'm not from a very rich family, so I, 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 that's why I have to struggle. No. There's something that has, is available in the spirit called becoming. Becoming. And we are becoming gradually. Amen. Somebody went somewhere today and the person said, Ah, it's a person, she doesn't know the person from anywhere. I know you overcome it. <laughs> well, becoming, becoming, becoming. Glory to Jesus Christ. So today it may look like our church is small, but we are becoming. Because we are not a small church. We are a mega church. I said we are a mega church. Maybe you don't believe, but I believe it. Me, I believe I'm a pastor of mega churches. I've been seeing the banner outside. That is my church. This is not my church. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we are what? Becoming. Tell somebody becoming. You are going to become that great person. Your whole family will look up to you. Because God is going to make a sign and a wonder out of you. Isaac became. Isaac became. How, the, how do you become? I want to make this second point. This is the second point. Riches and wealth and abundance. It's a byproduct of something spiritual known as the blessing. The blessing. Proverbs chapter number 10, the verse number 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he added no sorrow with it. So the blessing of the Lord does what? Make it, become it. He can make you. He can make you. That's the becoming 
process. He maketh rich and he added no sorrow to it. He maketh, he maketh, meaning he can pick somebody from the downhill and he'll make, oh Jesus, oh Jesus. He can pick somebody who is the least in the family and he, he will make. I see God making you today. I see God making you today. Say, I'm being made by the blessing of the Lord. Look, and Abraham was made by the blessing. Genesis 24, the verse number 1. The Bible says, Abraham was old and he was stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Remember, we're talking about him as one of those who became, right? So, how did he become? The blessing make her rich. The blessing make her rich. The blessing make her rich. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to 2. That is where the blessing first came upon him. And about that now the Lord has said to Abraham, Get thee out of your country and from your country and from thy father's house and unto a land I will show you and I will make thee a great nation and I will bless you. So that is where the blessing came. The blessing that make it. So in your becoming process, you need to, you need to ascertain whether there is a blessing on your life. The blessing of the Lord make her rich. The blessing of the Lord make her rich. Isaac, the same thing, Genesis 25 verse 11. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. So the Genesis 26, 12 to 14 account, where Isaac grew to him, he became an envy. The verse number 14, the Bible says, and the Philistines envied him. It is from here. It is from here. Genesis 25, 11. And the Lord blessed his son Isaac. So, he too, he received the blessing. He received the blessing. And listen, let's go to the verse number 14 of Genesis 26. Verse number 14, Genesis 26. Listen, I am taking my time not to just be shouting and declaring the thing. I want you to see it in the scripture for yourself. So that you will believe it for yourself. For he had what? Possession of flocks. And possession of heads as great store of servants. Is it not similar to what was said concerning Abraham? So the blessing. Here yeah, we don't see silver and gold. Someone said that he wasn't rich. I have already showed you that flocks and cattle, they are just a picture of wealth. They are biblical representation of wealth. And it grew to the point that the Philistines envied him. And I've told you in times past, if people are not envying you, you are not manifesting the blessing. Oh, you are not getting me. If people are not envying you, you are not manifesting a blessing. Get ready. People are going to start talking about you very soon. And people, are go- people are going to start talking about you very soon. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, you need the blessing. The third point, point number three. How can you be blessed? How can you be blessed? Today, I told you, Madam, write something. Glory to Jesus Christ. Type something. Take some notes. How can you be blessed? The first access to the blessing is by grace. It's by grace. And glory to God, every one of us, we are, the Bible says we are saved by grace. So the blessing of Abraham is ours. The blessing of Abraham is ours. Now, in Genesis chapter 12, you see, um, you can do, see we are doing Bible study, we are doing character study, and we are doing comparison of various uh, parts of Scripture to come out with a certain concept. In Genesis chapter number 12, Verse 1. What did Abraham do for God to come and bless him? What did he do? The Bible doesn't say, tell us he did anything. So he meant that that blessing was a blessing by grace. That blessing is a blessing that causes you to become prosperous. It is a spiritual state that comes upon you. 
Are you understanding me? And the Spirit of that comes upon you. Isaac, the same thing, just by reason of being a son. Just because he was born of his father. It became his birthright. That is by grace. Anything you receive by birthright is an expression of grace. You didn't work for it. Just because you are the father, you are the son or the daughter of so and so. So you have access to these things. Is that not grace? That is grace. That is favor. You didn't do anything to deserve it. All you needed to do was just to be born to the Okronipa family. That's all. Glory to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you understanding me? That is grace. So, just by reason of our divine birth, that we are born of God, there are certain, uh, there's a certain blessing that comes upon us and it brings an identity of prosperity to us. So, spiritually, we carry the identity of prosperity, the blessing of the Lord. But now, there is a process of becoming, which takes me to the second part of how do you become blessed by a simple word that the Holy Ghost gave me, obedience. 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 (laughs) Glory to Jesus. You know me. I will now begin to judge those scriptures around. Joshua 1 8. Observe to do. Obedience. You saw it in the scriptures. Now he says that obey what you have seen. He spoke to you. Now he says obey what he has spoken to you. How did Abraham get into the place of blessedness? Obedience. Genesis chapter number 12. You read from the, we've read verse 1, we've read verse 2. Let's go to verse number 3. Let's read from verse number 3. We want to look at whether Abraham, even though he was declared blessed, he did something extra. And the Bible shows us very clearly he did. He did. Genesis chapter number 12. Genesis chapter number 12. You read the verse number 3. It says that, He that blesses you, I will bless you. He that curses thee, I will also curse. And in, uh, indeed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse number 4. We are going to the verse number 6. Glory to Jesus. And Abraham, oh, in fact, we can end here. And Abraham did what? He departed. God said depart. So what did he do? He departed. Obedience. And that is what caused now the blessing to begin to gain expression. We can have a blessing without expression. But you see, your becoming is an expression of your being. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? So, if God says that by the blessing of the Lord, He has made us prosperous. In fact, when we go back to Genesis chapter number 12, uh, verse number 2, can you give me that scripture in the Amplified Version? I want to show, I want to show us something very quickly. There's something that the classical Amplified Version teaches us over here. Amplified Version of Genesis 12, verse number 2. He said, and I'll make you a great nation, and I'll bless you with abundant increase of favor, and I'll make your name famous and distinguished to be distinguished means that there's something different about you it means that it's something that they can see so it is not an invisible blessing it means that God can, will prosper you to the point that people have come and ask you that what is it that you are doing that is making you so different so distinguished oh my god my god my god distinguished so when he said distinguished ladies and gentlemen it is not just a term. He says that the blessing will make you famous and distinguished. Something will be evident in your life that others can literally, visibly, tangibly see and see that you are not like the rest of them. You are walking around, I'm a Christian, I'm not like the rest of the world. <laughs> what is showing? I don't want to show it. When they see you, the, the lady they least expect, they come and park your car. 
First, you may start with a tickle. And they know that you didn't, you, they don't know how you got to that level. And then, less than a year later, you come, you bring your Toyota. And then, as though you are just playing and coming and going. And before you realize, you are coming with your Mercedes Benz. My God, my God, my God. Before they realize, they come and they see that, ah, you are packing your family out. You are packing them out. Why are you packing them out? You have built a house for them. And say, mommy and daddy, go and stay over here. You cannot be tenants anymore. I'm, I just prophesied somebody. But the person did not even receive it. The person did not even know that I'm prophesying. Distinguished. I see God adding distinguish your name. Oh, receive it now. But that is the product of the blessing. And the blessing is activated through obedience. Through obedience. And God told him to depart and he departed. Let's go back to his son. Today we are using uh, father and son. Glory to Jesus Christ. Genesis chapter 26. You read from the verse number 1 to the verse number 6. You see God telling uh, Isaac not to go into Egypt like the rest of the world. That you bless him because of his father Abraham. And you give him the land and so and so and so and so and so. And then you get to the verse number 6. The Bible tells us what he did in obedience for the manifestation of the verse number 12, verse number 13, verse number 14. And Isaac did what? Can we read it together? Come on, read it. Obedience to you. I'm not even practicing it here. And Isaac who did what? He dwelt there because God said, I don't go. Obedience. Obedience. You need to hear from God and obey Him. If you are going to see financial abundance and financial flow, some of the blessings that I'm seeing in my life now is just because of simple obedience. I didn't pray for them. The Lord said, I resign your work and come and give attention to the ministry. When I resigned from the work that was giving me some good old cash, I didn't have a house. I didn't have a car. I didn't have certain things to my name. But today, six or so years down the line, I have all of them to my name. How? Obedience. Obedience. Are you understanding me? There are pastors who are, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that pastors are watching me. And they, they are, every time they come, somebody said, when he came to the city, I was one of the people he, got, he wanted to come and see in the city. I was like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 you know, you know, it's important. <laughs> Distinguished. Distinguished. It's the product of the blessing. Obedience. When God tells you something, you see, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Let me show you another scripture. Isaiah chapter number 1, the verse number 19. Do you know it right? If you are what? Uh, is it now coming together? Yeah, I'm sure that when you talk today, I was going to talk about giving. And, uh, <laughs> glory to you. We'll get there, but I want to give you the foundation. You see, because people are giving their tithe and they are not getting results. Because they are not doing it as a result of obedience. They are doing it as a result of tradition. Your mindset must be that I will obey what God is telling me to do. If God says that go and start gathering rubber on the street and it is God that spoke to you, you will become wealthy out of gathering a rubber. Obedience. If you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. If you have message version, give us that scripture. Uh, Isaiah chapter 1, the verse number 19. Let me read it to you before time. He said, if you will willingly obey, you feast like kings. If you will obey, 
blessing. The thing is very simple though. If you will obey. Obedience is an extract of faith. Why obedience? Number one, because it is it, it, it's an expression of faith. That's my last point. Point number four. Why obedience? It is an expression of faith. And the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to us. Please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So obeying is a manifestation of faith. It's a manifestation of faith. Glory to Jesus Christ. So it is an act of faith. In fact, when you study Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 is about, speaks uh, uh, entirely about faith. In the verse number 8 and verse number 9, you see that Abraham leaving his father's house was actually not just mere obedience, it was an act of faith. By faith, he left his, his, his family and his kindred, and he went to start dwelling in the wilderness and living in tents. It was out of faith. His obedience was an expression of faith. And the Holy Ghost just wants me to let you know why obedience is necessary. What does your obedience to God? When God speaks to you from the scriptures, when God speaks to you from a rhema word, and you act upon it, why it is relevant to Him? Number one, it's an act of faith. Hebrews, uh, you read a, a, a verse uh, further down somewhere from the verse number 13, 14, thereabouts, you realize that even out of His act of obedience, of giving up His Son, Genesis chapter number 22. It was after he had given up his son that the Bible says that, and the Lord came to him and spoke to him and said that, he said, because you did not withhold your son, your only son, Isaac, from me, therefore with blessing will I bless you, and with multiplication will I multiply you. Did he not tell him this, that he was blessing him in Genesis chapter number 12? But now, out of obedience, something came out stronger. And that is why by Genesis chapter 24, the Bible says he was blessed in all things. He was blessing every other thing. So it means that every other thing that was lacking, God brought a perfection to it through obedience. Through obedience. You clap because we are not in church Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Somebody say obedience. Tell somebody beside you obedience. Listen, if God says that do something, you see, it takes faith. Why would Abraham go and give his son when it is his only son? He accepted it by faith. The Bible says he counted that God is able to bring the dead back to life. So when the son said that, there is no, he said the Lord will see to it. He said the Lord will see to it. And the Bible says he tied his son. In fact, as I studied today, it's only today that I realized that the journey that they embarked on to the place where God was going to show him for the sacrifice to take place took three days. It took three days. On the third day, he sighted the mountain. And then he told the servants to wait behind him and his son will go alone. Three days. Meaning he had three days to change his mind. He had three days to think about it and say, that, oh, uh, I think it was a dream. You know, it, when God wants to speak to me, he will appear as a man. But this one, it was a dream. So I think I'm making a mistake. In fact, the Bible said, as soon as God spoke to him, the next morning, meaning God spoke to him in the evening. <laughs> the next morning he got that himself he didn't even consult the wife but sometimes wives uh, sometimes at other times the husbands uh, uh, hey, some, 
But why did God not appear to sell us grain sacrifice? <laughs> this argument is a, is a subject for another day. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Three days! It was an act of faith. It was an act of faith. Why did, why will Isaac decide to dwell in a barren land, in a famine, if it's not by faith? It was an act of faith. So obedience, number one, is an act of faith. Number two, it honors God as number one and as the source of everything to you. When God tells you something, you know, and that is, that is, a, that, that is the power behind first fruit too. Because first fruit is an act of obedience. And when you are giving your first fruit, it looks like you go hungry. Sometimes when God tells you to sow certain seeds or sacrificial givings, or God tells you to go and buy something and use it to bless somebody, it can, be, you, it can feel very difficult because you, all your mental faculties, your, for the first time you become a mathematician, calculations are taking place. You see board mass, bracket of division, multiplication. Hey, everything starts taking place at once. Say, no, 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 no this one cannot be. But you see, by faith. By faith. You know that some people have not even, they, 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 they don't tithe or they don't tithe properly. And you see, it's because they are afraid of lack. They are more afraid of lack than trusting in God. They are more fearful of going hungry than seeing that God can do, uh, give, give them a miracle. That's why sometimes some people, their miracles take so long. You tell them you are healed, they say, I'm not healed. You tell them that the door open, they say, that, no, 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 the things are not working. You tell them that you are going to marry, I have not seen anybody you. <laughs> Who am I talking to now? I am the one. I don't know about you. Maybe you are a man and woman of faith. Everything is perfect for you. But me, sometimes I think that way. I think that way. So that day when God told me to go and give so a seed of $1,000, I did a calculation. I said, God, I've not gotten to that level. But I got to God, I've passed that level. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, oh, glory to Jesus Christ. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Joe's heart has just like, ah. But thousand dollars is nothing. No. People are giving one million dollars a seed. They have not even started a genuine. Thousand dollars means I need times thousand. <laughs> I need to. The becoming must become fast. Hey! Are you understanding me? Now he's like, hey, like that money what to do for me. <laughs> it's only by your trophy. Glory to Jesus. It honors God. Proverbs 3 verse 9. And not the Lord with everything that you, have, you own. Give him the first and the best. Then your bonds will burst and your, vast, your wine vats will brim over. They will brim over. It honors God. And it shows God that you believe in him as your source. You believe in him as your source. Let me read the message version of Genesis chapter number 22. You read the verse number 6. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and gave it to Isaac his son to carry. Can you imagine? You are carrying a whole fire. <laughs> he carried the flint and the knife. The two of them went off together. The seven Isaac said to Abraham his father, Father, yes my son, we are flint and wood. But where is the sheep for the burnt offering? Is that tells you that that boy understood sacrifice? Isaac, Abraham did not struggle with Isaac. Isaac said, Is that what God told you? Charlie, let's go. 
the, the little boy understood burnt offering. Are you understanding me? It means that he had been trained by his father. Why are we doing finance convention? I am training you as a father so that you start thinking in a particular way. Don't argue with me. It is my job to train you. The problem in church is that sometimes when we come, instead of listening to our father, we are arguing and trying to, he has to prove it. He has to prove it. <laughs> Don't worry. Me too, I like proving. That's why sometimes the time beats us, you know. Amen. Hallelujah. So now we can even pray a prayer because I'm still trying to prove to somebody. Glory to Jesus Christ. He said, why is the sheep for the burnt offering? Now look at what his father said. Son, God will see to it that there is a sheep for the burnt offering. And they kept on walking together. So why was Abraham, he, 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 he honored God, believing that God is number one and he can give everything. So that's why you engage in that act of obedience. And finally, why obedience? It grants you access to God's highways of prosperity. God's highways of prosperity. There are ways of prosperity. There are low ways and there are high ways. The low ways are the ways of men. The high ways are the ways of God. Now, if God tells you that give your first fruits as an instruction, or God tells you that start this particular business, God is all told you, or God tells you that resign from this job and give attention to this. Or God tells you that don't go and do any work. Go and do soul winning and preaching. That's what he told you. It means that he's using a certain formula which you may not be seeing. When you go to Gimpa, they will say that this is what you have, you have to say. Within 10 years you become a millionaire. Even now, and every time since I was young, they've been changing it up to now because the, the, the things are not working the way they are. They, and you see, and I, I realize that no, that thing cannot be true because even uh, rates, rates, interest rates, they've been changing. So when you calculate with that formula from the start, and now you extrapolate it for eternity, <laughs> even the banking system will drop you. The banking system will drop you. The Lord told me something. He said that. The money that is kept at the bank is a bank that are benefiting from it. Is a bank that are benefiting from it. I won't tell you the rest today. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As hallelujah. Don't you see that it's usually the banking and investment people come and teach about uh, wealth creation. <laughs> they are doing business. They want you to be. <laughs> Is it? They, are, they are the ones who come and tell you and say, this is how you are going to come out of your financial poverty. Because they are going to be. <laughs> Somebody say obedience. Aviator. They aviate themselves to hell. Hey! Oh, no. He thinks I don't know the things. Uh, they, they, they think I don't understand the language. Uh, me, my eyes are everywhere. And the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Hey! Amen and amen. There are people in this room that they, they, they have suffered. <laughs> but over there, I won't go there. I see. Shall they come to the highways of God? God's highways of what? Prosperity. When you obey Him, He 
believe that now you don't pray as your own tangents. You pray on the tangents of God. He says, Isaiah 55, verse number 9. says that as, uh, what are you over there? The thoughts, as far as what? The heavens are above the earth. So are his thoughts. His thoughts above our thoughts and his ways above our ways. God has high ways. His ways are always higher. If you will obey, you will function in those ways. Give praise to the Lord now. Give some praise to the Lord now. So, tonight, as we begin this journey of becoming financial giants, the Lord says, obedience is the way to prosperity. Obedience is the way to prosperity. Obedience. Who wants to prosper here? You know, one of the things I'll be teaching you as we go along is that everybody must take responsibility for their financial prosperity. The reason why we are being, become religious and we are not seeing much changes is because we are thinking it should be by magic. Anything that God gives to you by magic, you cannot sustain. Because you don't know the principle to sustain it. Are you understanding me? But when He teaches you by principle, you can keep it and keep increasing it. Are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? So you need to become responsible and listen to the words. Make sure what I've taught tonight you've understood. If you don't understand what I've taught you, come and see me. I'll give you extra classes at the fee and not for free. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. The free one is here. Praise God forevermore. But then it's going to be on the podcast. It's going to be on the podcast. I see the problem. Many people don't listen to podcasts. May God open our understanding. I said, may God open our understanding. In the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up to your feet. Let's pray one prayer and then we're out of here. We are going to partake in the Holy Communion before we leave here. Fasting, prayer, covenant acts. They open the atmosphere for miraculous manifestations of unusual wealth. After that night of vengeance, that was when the prosperity of the Israelites were released. After that night when the blood was put upon the windowsills and upon the doorposts, that was when their prosperity came. The Israelites left Egypt wealthy and rich. Wealthy and rich. Wealthy and rich. Covenant acts. Covenant acts. Now tonight we are praying one prayer. In how many of you, I think maybe you, some of you couldn't get the opportunity to read, but when you go home, go and read it. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. The Bible tells us that in the days of Jehoshaphat, God gave them a spoil that it took them three days to be able to gather it in. The Bible said it was more than they could carry. More than they could carry. But you know the peculiar thing over here? God gave it to them. That means that in the eyes of God, it was for them. But it was actually in the hands of an enemy. Listen, your Lincoln Navigator, somebody is possessing either the car or the money for the car. Are you understanding me? That 500000 that you need is in somebody's account. It's with somebody or some group of people who must come together and give it to you. You know that is the only reason I'm not married. It's not, oh, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm waiting, Papa, I'm waiting. I'm not waiting. If, you, if I give you the money right now, you will marry. Master. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. I said, Amen. Oh, oh, you know, you have to be mature and ready. Finance. Uh, 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 uh
When you get the money right now, you forget your age. When you get the money right now, you forget that you are not emotionally mature. You mature automatically. Incubator. Glory to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father. Say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say, anyone, anyone possessing, possessing my spoil, my spoil of, abundance, of abundance, as I clap my hands and as I pray, let them be released now. Clap your hands and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just 30 seconds to one minute pray this prayer. Pray now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Glory to your name, Lord. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-36-3957 God bless you.